Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports as usual. He is John Senecal. I am Brian Shackman. And we are talking about some things related to the upcoming season because pitchers and catchers are here. Full squads are on their way. And you were actually going through the schedule, John, and notice something. If Yankees and Red Sox is what your focus is, you're going to have to sit tight for a while. Sit tight for a long time, like two months. That's long so time. weird. So they, they don't, don't play, play each other to the first weekend in June. They don't play each other till. That's crazy. It is crazy. Because like you, you think about it, they're still going to play each other 19 times, right? But not until June. You know, and what I'll I talk a little bit more about how they match up the rest of the season. Wait, so I wonder if they. I, I don't know if they would have done this, but maybe they thought because of COVID, if they scheduled the games later in the summer, they'd get more people mm. in the stands. Gee, I wonder. I think, wonder if that has anything to do with it. You think so? Considering the fact that they play Tampa 13 times before they play. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. And I'm guessing they're probably all at Tampa, too. I well, did I did, I did that, uh, dig that deep in the Tampa schedule. But yeah, they do play Tampa 13 times before they play the Red Sox. Well, that makes total sense to me then, because once you get to June... They like in in May you may only have I don't know six to ten thousand in the stands, but by June maybe it's half capacity. Uh, but the other weird thing is is so they only play twice in August. They play each other twice in so August. So it's like all July. July they play each other eight times coming out of the All Star break back to back, and the Yankees play like a two game set in between. So I don't know who the Boston plays. The Yankees so play before the New York and four in Boston was something else in between. Yep. Yep, right out of the break, and then they, they play a little bit in September, but the Yankees finish against Tampa at the end of the season. Now, we'll talk later in the show about uh, the Vegas line on the over-under for wins, which is one of my favorite things to do. But say, for instance, you know the Red Sox buck trend and have a decent season. Say, for instance, they're 1-2 and two in the division. Imagine 8 out of 10 games against each other. That could swing the whole season. Yeah, especially, well, think about it, especially coming out of the All-Star break, too, with the uh, trading deadline coming up. Right. That is going to be right at the smack of the trading deadline. So it's going to be interesting. And um, you know they you know they planned that. They had to. I mean, now that I mean, did you know before I brought it up, because we didn't really talk about this too much before the show, did you th- think the same thing? No, the I didn't. I didn't. I was so interested with the fact that they don't play until then, and I wanted to see how much that, like, you know, because 
everyone had said Tampa's the new Boston Yankees Red Sox in right. the East, right? So I like, right, immediately went to Tampa. But then like as soon as you started to say it, I was like, oh my God, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because if you're in Tampa, those games don't draw a squad, so it doesn't right. matter about COVID. Although, and 10 if, games in Baltimore, too. Right. And or Flo- possibly nine games in Buffalo. That's right. Well, Florida, they don't Against have too Buffalo. many rules anyway. So that makes huh, something to keep an eye on. Also, uh, by the way, I, I don't know if people got to see the news. They, you must know by now, folks, that Johnny Damon was arrested for DUI, among other charges, peacefully resisting arrest. And I How don't do you know, peacefully resist arrest? I'm not going. You got to go. No, I'm not going. Okay. You got to go. No, I'm not going. I don't know. I mean, I've never resisted arrest or been put in handcuffs, so I can't really speak to it from experience. It but... sounded like he had a, quite a bit to drink. So I heard that he blew .20. Now, in most states, .08 is the level of inebriation right. to be arrested for a DUI. So he was more than double. And you said you heard .3? Yeah, at someone somewhere I read .3. But I mean, isn't that like close to being dead or something like that? Well, I don't know if it's that bad, but the bottom line is that he, he was, shouldn't be dry. He was, he was hammered. <laughs> he was in rough shape, and, and I think I, his wife was in rough shape, too. Oh, they were? <laughs> they were together, and she, she got arrested, too, for uh, not assault, but like uh, like minor assault or something peacefully, like that. Uh, resisting Unpeace, arrest. Unpeacefully resisting arrest, I but guess. here's the thing that I'll never understand. I mean, I guess, you know, adults think they can handle it or this and that, but if you... I mean, Johnny Damon probably made close to, I don't know, $75 million in his career. I don't even know what the number is. But I, even if he lived a pretty wild life, he's probably got $20 million in the bank. They said he made like $110 million in just baseball contract alone. Okay, so unless he's an idiot, he's got a lot of money. Oh, he's got a bank. lot of money. And he was on, he's, he's, he's marketing himself. He was on some show, like some boat yachting show or something why, like that. Why? I mean, and I know when COVID Uber is bad, but like you could literally, if you had that much money, you could hire a driver. I wonder what kind of car he was driving because that plays a lot into it because you got to show off the ride. Yeah, I don't think it was a Corolla. But it makes sense, though. Like, the, all these things happen at spring training time. Because the buddies are in town. Right. You know, you're going out. You're having He's a good time. Out. Tony LaRusso's falling asleep at a, at a traffic light. <laughs> Trying to live the, relive the glory days. But I just never understand why rich athletes can't just get a ride. How about anybody? It, it comes down to just bad decisions with alcohol. That's all it is. He's Johnny Damon, so he'll probably... He's Captain Caveman. He'll get off. He's not like he's going to run for office or anything. Not like a criminal record would hurt him. But that's still... That's dangerous to other people. That's what bugs me. It's dangerous to other people, and it's it's relevant to our show because it's Yankees-Red Sox. Yep. You know, it's funny. I still love Damon, and I wish he had never left. And it's not that where he went after. It's that if he had just stayed in Boston... He, he he was a folk hero already, and then he, he could have been like a Michael Ruzioni type or a Larry But would he, Bird type. Would he have never, been a dying folk hero, though? I don't know. I think that if he had stayed in Boston or at least not gone to places that we didn't want to cheer for, I think he would have had this legendary – he still has a legendary status, but it's been tarnished a little bit because of where he went after. And I just think that he would have never paid for a meal the rest of his life. He, no. That's how big a deal he was I mean, he was, a, he, he was he was definitely a bigger hotshot in Boston. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he was he, cooked. He was he was solid for I me mean, for the Yankees, but, I mean, really, no, 2009 World Series is where he paid his dividends, yeah. stealing the base and popping up and running. And Right. But the truth is, is that Johnny Damon was a bit of a slap hitter with no arm – who was just a great locker room guy who could get some gut, gutsy hits in the right time. I mean, when you look at his, I mean, he was a, one of the gutsiest players I ever saw. I remember, uh, didn't he start in KC, KC before he even went to Oakland? Oakland. Right, yep. so I remember watching him at Fenway Park when he was with KC, and he would have gone through the wall, through the wall. to make a play. And, and he was, and he, you're right, right place, right time, 
always. Like he always seems like he made the good catch in center field. Yep. He got the timely slap hit or the timely home run. He all especially when he got the Yankee Stadium. But he had a terrible swing and he terrible couldn't throw. Swing. I mean, it's just crazy that he had such a career, but he was such a gamer. And I think just you know, Boston got, you know, the best of him. And I think after that he was kinda kinda done. Although oh nine, as you said, he did some some good things. But uh He's I also, got some other things to worry about now. But you talk about um hurting other people. And we don't get into politics or or social elements here, but, you know, just in reading some of the comments about Domingo Herman coming back and, you know, the projection for the Yankees is them to win the AL East. He be in the rotation. Do you think this is going to hurt the team? I'll answer it this way. If he's pitching good in spring training... It's it, not going to hurt the team. Okay, so unless, for, unless, obviously, unless he does something stupid again, because he had that cryptic message about how it's everything is over, and then he deleted it and said, "Let's, I'm ready, or something like that. So who knows what's going on in his head? But right. going by what we know, what we've read, um, I would say that a lot of people forgive and forget a lot faster. Even with, I, I'm not talking about Zach Britton. I'm talking about in general right. with the Yankees. Um, if, he's, if he's performing well in spring training, and he looks like he's, you know, everyone gets second chances. They, that's what they've been saying. So he got, just for people who don't know the story, he got suspended for how many games? Uh, 60 games. Because why? 63 games of last season, uh, domestic violence. Right. So he's eligible to come back after three games, I believe, this season. So and basically so he can make his first start. Zach Britton, also, you know, obviously a pitcher, uh, his comment was basically you can't choose your teammates, which is basically saying, you know, I don't want him here, right. but I have no choice. And I'm sure the majority of people think that way. But baseball is, you know, it's the type of thing where I've always said about baseball, you can be the most selfish person in baseball and be a great teammate. Because if you say, for instance, you're like Wade Boggs and all you care about is hits, if you get hits, you help the team. Right. If you're not a distraction right, that's, and you're doing your job, you know, I love that. I love, I love the saying, the way it goes about his business. I've always loved that. Like, what does that even mean? You know, I just love the way he goes about his business. I think it's how he practices and trains or prepares. But do you I notice that, like, no matter yeah. what, anytime right. someone gets interviewed and they're interviewing some like famous athlete, yeah. like just recently, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And they ask somebody, and they're like, you know, it's just the way he goes about his business, right? <laughs> it's, it's a cliche, but you know, you know what he means, but you can't necessarily totally articulate what it means. Right. But basically, like, he's a pro. He handles things like a pro, and he's ready. And no matter what else is going on, the, the baseball so side, if, the football if he side, does is taken that, care of. If he does that, then It'll be fine. It will be taken care of. But, you know, the Yankees' rotation is a big question mark. So they need him to do good. But here's the thing, John. And you're listening to John Senecal and Brian Chackman and fan base a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Is that I do think baseball is one of those games that can overcome, you know, some bad eggs as long as they do their jobs or whatever cliche you want to throw out there. But, you know, you have... Herman, you have uh, Chapman, who's got some issues. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like karma. I'm a karma guy, and it's not because I'm anti-Yankees, because I am. But like, that's a lot of karma. That's not great in one locker room. No, it's not. And I, I, I agree with Chapman too. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of him. I have no problem seeing him go. Just get rid of them both. But again, that's just like we go back. Like, how, who, are you, who's going to take him? Who are you going to get to take him? You got to eat contracts. Sure. Um, but Herman, I mean, it. it if he performs, if he stays clear, stays clean, um, I hopefully he won't be a distraction. But um, who knows? I mean, maybe Zach Britton and some other players carry a lot more weight, and he he disappears tomorrow in a black car. Or no, or maybe just they they own the locker room and they just tell they make sure he knows the rules. And he, if he screws up once, it's a problem. Like I think a good locker room. You think he's, can, he's going to pull a Robbie? You know? I don't know. I mean, he'd be an idiot. I don't know. You know, it's funny you talk about locker room presence and whatever. I mean, I assume that Bre- I don't know much about Brett Gardner because I just don't like him. But he, I assume he's a real 
good locker room presence, right? He's a I leader, mean, lead by he, example. He's been in New York for what, 13 seasons, something like that, 14 seasons? So why don't they just keep him? I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with his age, obviously. Because they don't want to give up a 40-man roster spot. And they want to let the Red Devil play, I guess. But what happens when Judge gets hurt and Chicks gets hurt? Right. Because somebody's going to get hurt. They always do. I mean, if you go by history, that someone will get hurt. Um, and I don't think you can sign him late because I think everybody knows, especially at his age, he needs training camp. You need reps to be ready. Well, I was watching Boone's first press conference live online the other day, and all people were saying in the comments were, you know, bring Gardner back. Some hashtag, you know, bring Gardy back or something like that. Right. So obviously he's a fan favorite, but it, you know what it comes down to? It comes down to economics and it comes down to... But how expensive would he be? Well, they're there. saying the $3 million is what I've read, is what they, what, what they have for him, but... I mean, does he really want to go anywhere else? He obviously wants to play. He loves the game. He's talented enough to play based on his stats. Um, so you think he probably could have had a job already? He's just waiting on the Yankees to make I don't know if call. he could have a job right now. I mean, there's so many. There's a lot of these fringe players that are just kind of Well, what you learn is I was just hearing the other day how Rick Porcello is still out there. Yep. And I was like, why, why wouldn't the Red Sox just bring him back? Yep. But you, you realize when you start to follow the game really closely is that when you want to bring on somebody, that means you're, give, you're taking away an opportunity – for somebody else to play, and if you had a twenty, that is also much cheaper at the right, time, and who might have bigger upside. So, and less injury history. So you you injury. think there's no risk, but you could be, you know, slowing the progress of a real potential contributor who is, you know, arbitration eligible. It's a or dice whatever. roll. It's a huge dice roll. Um, and then on in the Red Sox, it's the same story with Jackie Bradley Jr. Right, because he's worth more to the Red Sox than he is to other teams. All the other teams that you know we thought were good fits for him have filled their outfield basically, unless they want to platoon him. So now he has very few choices, and and the Red Sox they could go on without him. But I I feel like I might the fan part of me is like. Just like the Brett Gardner fans in the comment section, I was like, just bring him back. But you know, now it's—I don't know what is it—three years and forty million. Like, what's it gonna, what's it gonna take? And I, I don't think there's. Well, at this point, I'm guessing he's gonna—he'll he, take anything at this point. I you would think he's got no leverage right now. None, right? He's done. I don't think any of these guys really do. I mean, if they want to play baseball, I mean, what is your options at this point? You think there's another collusionary what? type thing going on? I, I mean, there's really there's there's guys out there, but there's not. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that are like the named players. A lot who, of guys who are on the. wouldn't give Rick Porcello a contract to bring to camp? I mean, come on. I know he won't take a minor league deal, but I mean, there's 20 teams that would want him to come back. I mean, who for what is he going to cost? He's obviously probably asking way too much money, right. or maybe he's hurt and you don't know it. Right. So you think. You, I agree with you. There's no reason he should not have somebody sniffing in his. Chuck. Yeah. Right. Okay, so predictions on Gardner and, and Bradley. Where are they going to be and when? I mean, I just, I just think the Yankees outfield right now is too crowded on paper. I mean, obviously, I don't think like Jay Bruce isn't going to be an outfielder for the Yankees, but you got Talkman, you got the Devil, you got, all, I mean, you got a bunch of these guys that are going to see. They don't need another veteran, right? They don't they? Just don't. They don't. Wow, I think Jackie Bradley will sign with the Red Sox, and the problem's going to be is that he's going to be pissed. He's going to be mad because he didn't get a bigger contract, and 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 I think it's he wouldn't be a problem in the locker room. I think he's too good a guy, but I think it's kind of stinks for him because I think he will be a little bit edgy and grumpy. But the problem with him is he's just not – he doesn't have the numbers over his he's career. He's not a consistent enough He just hitter. doesn't have the numbers over his career. And when, and when you moneyball him out and you, like, mediocre moneyball him out, he's still a loser. Right. 
the thing is he's worth more to the Red Sox than he is to any other team. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, listen, I want to I want to do this stuff because I, I I love this time of year. I remember when I I, I listen listen to more sports radio and and Chris Maddog Russo used to always do this. Right, they do the over under and then choose you know what they think is going to happen. So I thought we would do. Uh, the Dodgers and the Mets, and then do the whole AL East, including the, obviously the Red Sox and the Yankees, right? So I saw one number for the Dodgers that was 104.5, but then most of the stuff I saw in doing further research was 101.5. And uh, I think the, what did you say, the last two highest winning teams in the last 25 years was Seattle and the Yankees? Uh, the Astros, well, the last two highest winning teams were yeah. Seattle and the Yankees. What and was the, that number? In uh, 116 and 114. And Astro, um, and then, uh, Astros and Red Sox, 107, 108. Right, so the the Seattle 116 was what 2001. year? 2001. And they, they lost the Yankees in the ALCS? Yes. And then the 98 Yankees? 114. And they won the World Series? Yeah, they swept. Okay, so 101.5 for the Dodgers. What are you taking? And this is keeping in mind that the Padres are loaded and they have to play them 19 times. I think it's going to be a wake-up call. I don't think they're going to crack 100. I think they get 98. I'm going to take the over just because Mookie bets, and I just want to take the opposite of you because to have a little tension. But I think that 101 and a half is a, is a, it's a pretty steep mountain to climb. And then you have the Mets, which I just I think it's funny because uh, maybe the the ownership change and this just I'm paying attention to them. You know, I just I know we're in the tri-state area. Uh, 90.5. I saw 89. So somewhere between 89 and 91, but we'll, for us, we'll say 90.5. I'm going to take the under. I, I think they're going to be above 500, but I think it's more like 85 to 90. Like, I don't think they're going to get yeah, past I was gonna 90. Say 80, I was going to say 87. But that division sucks, right? It's not a very – oh, Atlanta. But, I mean, after the that – The Mets have good pitching. Much. I'm still a little skeptic about their hitting. So I you're really taking am. the under on the Mets? Yeah. And you're taking the under on the Dodgers? Yep. And then let's go in the AL. I mean, we don't have to pay AL East. We don't have to pay too much attention to Baltimore at 64 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the over just because I feel bad. <laughs> you know I mean, that's so crappy. They could be one of those teams. I mean, their pitching is awful, but their hitting is hungry. They're young. Um, they could be one of those. And it's Chris Davis's last year. It's Chris Davis's contract year, ladies and gentlemen. I feel bad. He's going to hit 55 home runs this all, year. I follow him just because... <laughs> Just because, He's a good guy. Though you don't know, he had this multi-year guaranteed contract for a lot of money, and for the last three seasons, they've kept him on the forty man just because they're paying him all this money. And, and he's the batting, fans still he's batting, do like him. He's batting like one thirty. I mean, it's sad. It's bad. He, he statistically is like the worst player in baseball, yeah. hitting wise, for the last like three but they or kept seasons. Trotting him out there for a long time. Well, I mean, good a story about Chris Davis. So. Bobby Bobby Dickerson used to be the third base coach for the Orioles. Right. So we had been down there a few times, and I took the boys down there. Um, I think it was Manny's rookie year, 2013. Manny Machado. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bobby brought Manny out to meet the boys and stuff, and Matt Weeders was there. And then Chris Davis comes over, and Chris Davis was just super nice guy. And that was the season he was just hitting nukes everywhere, yeah. hitting bombs. I, I think he had like four, 50 home runs or 51, something like that. Um, but he was just a great guy. He was just a really nice guy, nice to Jackson, took pictures, took picture with me, you know, talked to us. So you know, it's like one of those things, like, you, you know, I'm sure he was like that to a lot of people. Right. Right? So... He has a lot of fans in Baltimore. You know that by the way they receive him there. You can still tell that by the way they receive him when he plays against the Yankees on television. Um, so, you know, there's a reason why he is there. And at the same time, you know, like there is kind of a pride thing on both ends of that. The owners are kind of like, you have to live up to your contract. We're paying you. And he has to kind of be like, you know what? 
But I don't think I'm going to suck it up, right. and I have to kind of try to do it. But I, I don't know. I mean, I hope he does well, but I, I don't foresee him making some magic comeback oh, no, and, no, then, no, and no. then get another job next year. Okay, so if the Baltimore won 65 games, they'd be 65 and 97. You're taking the over the under on Baltimore. Um, I'll, I think they'll lose 100 games. <laughs> okay, so you're taking the unders. So yeah. you're three unders. And then we go to Tampa, Toronto, or like neck and neck. They have Toronto at 86 and a half and Tampa at 85 and a half. I'll take um, I'll take Toronto on the over just because I feel like Toronto's going to go crazy and they'll they'll do something crazy and figure out a way to get better pitching. And Tampa, I mean, they're always going to be tough because they yeah. just have a deep roster. I, I I'll go under just because I feel like you know losing Snell as much as he might have been some sort of goofiness between him and the and, and the and the manager and he I, I don't Still I, so talented yeah I don't know if he's completely all there um but Snell. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he is either. But he is super talented, and you know, you don't just get rid of good players. Right. There's always a reason behind it. So, um, but do they get better as a result of that? It anchored around glass now? I don't know. Yeah. Um, they do. They do have the biggest depth in minor league system, and they got Wander Franco, who everyone's been talking about forever. And if he, I don't know if he'll ever come up and play, right. but he's still young. So the um, the only over you have is Toronto taking the under on Tampa, the under yeah. on Baltimore, the under on. On uh, Dodgers, then we go to Red Sox, Yankees. Which one do you t- take first? Which one do you want? What was the? Uh, go I'll with give the you Yankees. the number. You know, with the Yankees, ninety-five and a half. I saw as high as ninety-seven, but for this, we'll do ninety-five and a half. All right. I I was thinking I was thinking ninety-six, ninety-seven. So I'll take the over. Okay. I'm be close. the under. There's no way they're winning ninety-five games. Eh, whatever. As bad we'll as figure that division is, the, the only thing it's a saving grace is the, like. Listen, if if well, they if could, the Red they, Sox they could have twenty three, they could have they could have thirty two right, wins if, before they play but, Boston. But if, if Tampa and 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 Toronto are projected to be over five hundred, that means they're not tomato cans, which means that they'll be tough out. So the the division isn't quite as weak as maybe I had thought. And so I don't know. I think you have to have a couple of cream puffs beyond just Baltimore to get to to ninety six. Six against Detroit, seven against Cleveland, six against Houston, three against Washington. Seven against Minnesota, six against White Sox, seven against Texas, six KC, seven LA. I think it's tough. When the Red Sox, so I'm taking the under, you're taking the over, and we're going to obviously revisit this. The Red Sox are 80.5, which is interesting because in one one Vegas line I saw 77, and I was like emphatically taking the over because I'm like they're not that bad. And the thing that Chaim Bloom has done is that everyone's telling me that the 40-man – is as deep as they've had in a long time. It's just their top 10 aren't that great, right? So over 162, maybe they're okay. 80 and a half to me is is, is a perfect Vegas line because it's hard. I'm not sure they're a 500 team, but they could be. And that, that little swing in there. So I, I'm going to take the... Um, I'm going to take the over because I'm optimistic, but it's going to be close. It's going to be like... They're going to barely get to 500. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the over for that too. Just because really? just, Yeah, you know why? Just because I feel like they got pride and they'll figure it out. If Sale comes back, Sale's going to come back hopefully at some point. I would say Yeah, he's good for tw- I'd say his over under for me on him would be 12 wins. Yeah, so maybe he gets 15 starts, 20 18 starts, 20 starts at the most. Yeah. Nah. If he could get I don't tw- think he'll come back until late June. If he gets 20 starts, I would be thrilled. Yeah, 15. But he could still win 10 to 12 games. He's going to win 12 games with 15 starts? I love it. Then they're definitely going to win. Well, if it's only 15 starts, maybe he'll get 10 wins. I don't know. So we're going to pin our – I will pin your season on the elbow of Chris Sale. That's not much to go on, (laughs) frankly. All right, John, any final words here as we head into the full blast of spring training? I'm excited for getting everyone there, you know, as they all get there and get going. And uh, I'm kind of upset that the Yes Network is only on one – 
option other than Comcast. I gotta get that stupid AT&T thing and it just sucks. You gotta figure that out. I gotta man. figure it out and it's not gonna be good, but you know what? I'll figure out a way. If I have to take back cans to pay <laughs> you, for you're it. You're gonna do it. He's John Seneca and Brian Shackman. We always appreciate you here listening and watching on YouTube. Fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Wherever you're enjoying this podcast right now, keep doing it. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever there is a podcast. We'll yep. see you next time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.